1: <laughs>
0: Welcome, you are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member at MavsMoneyBall.com, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, the editor of Smoking Cuban, writer of Mavs.com, and Mo Bamba Truther. What you got for me, Isaac Harris?
1: I do love Mo Bamba. Um, Anyway, I got a question for you. So, I was teaching Sunday school this morning to a group of some kids. Did you have a flannel graph? did not have a flannel graph get off me nick my grandma um, my
0: grandma ha teaches a uh, group of three year olds or four year olds and she has a flannel graph and if we ask her about it she will bring it out while we are at home <laughs> she says but, it's so effective it's it they, they they just love it like i'm sure they do it's like
1: hmm, i might try that next
0: flannel week. graph by the way is that felt board that you put the little felt people on
1: and yeah it like sticks to it
0: yeah it's cool i guess
1: <laughs> Anyway, so I, I was sitting there, and I was talking with something, and I mentioned... I tweeted about this today, so I mentioned DVDs, and I said something about DVDs, and the kids just start laughing, and I'm like, well, what's funny? They're like, no, no it's not DVDs. It's on demand. That's where, that's how we watch movies. Yeah. And I'm like, what? DVDs are out now? Like, It was like the first... It was like another moment of like, am I really, am I getting old? Like, am I really asking myself that? Like, I'm in my late twenties now, but like these kids, like some of them are in middle school and it's just like, cause I, oh, we, I was making a connection back to the new Thor and I said, yeah, just go get it on DVD. Like watch the new Thor. And I'm like, no, we don't do DVDs. Like no one does DVDs. Like (laughs) we do on demand. I'm like, what the heck, bro? Like. I don't know. I just i am out i'm out on that. I didn't know that DVDs were a thing in the past. Yeah, DVDs are out, man. They had a, DVDs
0: were released like 2000. This says that's a that's a pretty short shelf life from 2000 to like 2017. 17 years. I guess that was a good run for DVDs.
1: That's a. I mean, yeah. I mean, I still would. Would you still consider like Blu-ray a DVD? Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's the it's the it's yeah. the format or like the medium of it. Yeah, I, I haven't like bought a, a DVD ever. I, well, that's not true. I bought Okay, <laughs> I bought a DVD because it comes with the digital copy on it oh my for my gosh. wife. I bought her La La Land, and just only because it comes with that, and she never will use the DVD because we don't even have a DVD player. I have like a disc player for my Mac, but I haven't used it in probably two years. Yeah. And then <laughs> I have a, like an old PS2 that we use sometimes if we really need to pull out a DVD or something.
1: I still buy Blu-rays, like Black Panther's about to come out. I'm going to buy that the day it comes out on Blu-ray, but get off me. <laughs> <Let's> <laughs> it'll, be on, it'll
0: probably just be on Netflix <laughs> or it'll be on uh, Disney's new streaming service, whatever that comes out.
1: That actually looks kind of cool, by the way.
0: It's going to have all the Disney movies on it. And then every single family will have to get it because they're probably going to pull them off Netflix.
1: Yeah, that's super smart, actually. I mean, I'll get it whenever our baby pops out.
0: Not ours, him and his wife. Guys, thank you so much for joining Lockdown Mavs. Today we are going to be talking about the Mavericks lottery odds. The Mavs did win the random drawing tiebreaker ooh, with ooh. the Atlanta Hawks. We will talk about that. We will also talk about the best case and the worst case scenario for the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, and we will also talk about who we have at three and who we have at four, because those are looking like, uh, actually, well, four and five are the most likely scenarios, but three to me seems like a a pretty good spot to, to try to figure out because three, I think is the hardest (laughs) because after those top two guys, then you have your pick of that next tier. So we'll talk about that. Then Isaac has a trade idea for us. And then uh, that's probably all we'll get to today. So let's get started. Isaac right away with the lottery odds right after this. All right. So the Mavericks did win the random drawback, (laughs) the random tiebreaker drawing of science. They, (laughs) they, They won it uh, on Friday, and if you didn't listen to the show, if you haven't been listening to the show, this is exactly what it did. The Mavs and the Hawks were tied for the third best lottery odds uh, in the draft lottery, and so in the draft lottery, only the top three picks are decided by the lottery, so it goes, everybody has their, their total combinations. They draw three of them, basically. They go one, two, three. And then after that, everything just slides into place via record. So let's say that neither the Mavericks or the Hawks got a top three pick in the lottery. Then they would just go in whatever order this tiebreaker went. So since the Maps won, let's say they go, let's say Phoenix goes one, Memphis goes two, and then like Chicago jumps up to three. Then Dallas and Atlanta would go four or five just like that. It also gives the Mavericks slightly better odds to get the number one pick uh, and a top three pick. This was a headline I saw on random thing. I saw it on uh I saw it on like WFAA. I saw it on like uh N- the NBC like on the little ticker on the bottom. I was yeah. watching Saturday Night Live and right before it they do the local news and the ticker at the bottom says Mavericks win tiebreaker with Atlanta Hawks for to to gain a better record for, or to gain a better chance at the top pick. And I was like, yeah, what happens yeah. is the Mavericks it now is,
1: It is Nick <laughs>
0: It's, it's true. just like Aaron
1: Harrison being out for the rest of the season. Yeah,
0: you know, signed for the rest of the season. <laughs> oh, so, yeah,
1: sign for the rest of the season.
0: So the Mavericks have a 13.8% only- uh, chance to get the number one pick, and the Hawks have a 13.7% chance to get the number one
1: pick. Nick, w- which <laughs> number is greater, 8 or 7? Yeah,
0: okay. Eight. No. it's right. 0. .8 or 0. .7, Isaac. That's, that's the real question. <laughs> Oh, man. So, it is true, but I don't know. I feel like that's a misleading title.
1: Very misleading, but it is very true. So, get off us, Nick. We're going to be excited about this. Um, Yeah, I mean, Nick explained it pretty well that, you know, we just will have a pick better than the Hawks unless the Hawks jump us, which that in itself I think is kind of significant because um, Atlanta kind of needs the same things we do and no you know, we, yeah a- they do
0: Atlanta needs everything <laughs> the Mavs exactly. the Mavs at like, least have they have their point guard of the future and they have Barnes who is like their
1: three, I'm saying out of, of this top group they're like they want they hey. want and need a big guy hey so it's Isaac like,
0: do you know what the Hawks need that the Mavericks don't need what an NBA title whoa oh
1: my gosh yes. peace out
0: suck it Atlanta Hawks <laughs> <laughs> locked
1: on Hawks. Yeah, we um, we do
0: have Locked on Hawks, don't we?
1: Yeah, that's like a show that um, I would
0: just never think of. Poor guys. Sorry. Well, we're, we're just in the we're in the West. We're talking
1: about how good to- Torian Prince is right now, and how he's like the next like Scotty Pippen or something. I like
0: Torian Prince. I like John Collins I do, too. I used to like Dennis Schroeder, and then now I don't know about I don't know about
1: that. Now. I kind I still like Schroeder. Uh, anyway, my point is, if the Hawks were above the Mavericks, then they could pick somebody that Dallas likes and we don't know who the Mavericks like. Uh, Another thing ahead of time, before we even get into the season, the Mavericks are a team that that do not announce their pre-draft workouts. So a lot of teams do. A lot of teams will announce it and say, we had this guy in today for a workout. They might even post something on Twitter. They might even do a media session for the workout. Uh, The Mavericks are not one of those franchises. So don't think that – Nobody's. I mean, you'll hear different things like it'll come out you know, though, but it'll come out from the agent side. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it will come out like oh, some be random heard You know, somebody reports the Mavericks worked out somebody. But anyway, just I wish it was different. I obviously, do so we could get in there and see some of these guys. But uh, that's just how they do things. But anyway, it is significant the Mavericks won the tiebreaker that we're ahead of the Hawks unless the Hawks jump us. And if I mean, if everything plays out. I mean, it'd be crazy that after all of this, the Mavericks could be picking at three, possibly even higher.
0: The Mavericks could be picking at one, Isaac. I mean, 13.8, that's like, that's 14% chance, essentially. That's, I mean, that's pretty good.
1: Guys, we're going to watch the lottery together, Nick and I, and maybe we could record our podcast, like, during the lottery, so you get our, like, full reactions when they're, like, opening up the envelopes and everything. That is
0: a 1,000% what we're doing now. <laughs> That's a great idea. Uh, so we might put we can, it on
1: we'll probably put it on Periscope too. Yeah, we might do periscope things so we can all in, enjoy it together. But. So you can just see our wives laughing at us as I go.
0: They made it past the commercial. They made it past the commercial.
1: <laughs> the commercial um, the commercial
0: break, by the way, is the top three picks so
1: Okay, so gut reaction, Mavericks land top pick in the draft who they take.
0: Number one pick, who do I think the Mavericks will take, not who I want them to take? I want them to take McKenzie. Who
1: pages. do you think no, <laughs> <laughs> Who do you think the Mavericks take number one if they land it?
0: Gosh. There is a wasn't there a report that the Mavericks have Aiden top one on their board? Yeah, I don't know, but No no, but that, that was a report out there, right?
1: I think McMahon said it on like a pregame thing on the radio, on ESPN radio, that something around those lines. But I haven't okay. seen a written report if that's
0: the report that. then I think they take Doncic. <laughs> <laughs> i think the maps are all gonna be gonna they're gonna be all kinds of misdirection throughout oh, the yeah. next couple months
1: um i agree i think if dallas does land a number one overall pick i think they will take luka Doncic.
0: which by and, the way we're about 29 days a month away essentially from the from the draft lottery so just to, yes. just to give you guys time <laughs> time frame here we're gonna be talking about this for a long time
1: <laughs> we will be talking about this a lot but uh so yeah, so that's that. I think we could both agree that whoever lands two, that they'll just take the other one, Aiden yeah. or Doncic. Yeah, it's like the Greg uh,
0: Ode and Durant
1: thing. here here's what I this is one thing though, and we've briefly touched on this before, so we can expand on a little bit more now. I think there's zero scenario in which the Suns move down if they land one or two. Like I think if they one like or two like trade down? Yes. Yeah, I think no. they take Luca. I don't they know. Take Aiden, I can't and, see
0: anybody trading down. Mike, okay, here's the thing.
1: What I could I could see a world to where Luca goes one to the Suns, if he does, and Memphis is at two, I could see him moving back a spot or two for for somebody moving up to get eight. Because it's like we talked about before we hit record. I think Marvin Bagley, I think Michael Porter Jr., I think they fit perfectly in Memphis. So if like Memphis is sitting there and they're saying, Hey, we love Marvin Bagley. And we're kinda of scared to move back too far, but like what if a team is sitting there at three? Like Dallas or the Hawks or something like that and they're saying, Hey, like, you know, we really want Aiden and the Grizzlies are throwing this smoke screen out there, oh, okay, we're gonna take Aiden. Really, what would you ta- what would you give us to move up one spot to where we could gain an asset, move back and get Bagley at three, you can come up to get Aiden at two. What would it take? And that that's the only scenario in which I can see Memphis moving back. If Luca goes, I mean, if Aiden goes one and Luka's there at two, they take Luca. It's done. Like Luca and Memphis. I mean, Memphis would die for Luca. I think so.
0: You don't think there's any truth to you know Aiden played power forward in college and that they would try it no. again in the NBA? No,
1: no, no. I don't. Mean, I don't. I, mean, mean, we just, I don't we either. Just but that was the tweeted. Bucks today. That was tweeted to me this <laughs> week, and I was like, we just that. watched the Bucks today, and their frontier or whatever their coaches finally figured out news newsflash that yeah, they're going to be the best when Giannis is at the five. So <laughs> their <laughs> substitute Aiden, teacher, Aiden and Marcus all uh, on the court at the same time that, I mean, they'd have fun with it, but it wouldn't be sustainable.
0: I mean, they're not, they're probably not going to be good next year
1: unless you can get those two. Guys I, don't know. I think they could. I think, this could, I, I think this could very well be a uh, San Antonio year for him to where if they got Doncic and they came back and Gasol and Mike Conley's healthy with Doncic, like, they're a playoff team in my opinion.
0: Yeah, oh, for sure. I had them as a playoff team this year if those guys were going to be healthy.
1: Yeah, so like that's what... I mean, I think Bagley would take a little bit more time, but Bagley in, in offense with Gasol and Conley would be pretty, uh, pretty fun to watch, but...
0: So the the Mavericks' best case scenario we just mentioned, if they get the number one pick, I mean they have a thirteen point eight percent chance to get the number one pick. Isaac, what's the second best case scenario? Is it number
1: two, straight up? Yeah, straight up. I mean, there's don't try to if Mavericks land one or two, don't try to over. Oh, okay. If they land one, the debate will be forever. You know, it will be yeah. for a month, even like years from now. The debate will be the you know, the Odin Durant thing.
0: <laughs> yeah, like what Portland's doing.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean that it will be that will be the debate. If they land two, that will be kind of boring for everyone because everyone will know who they're gonna take. Don't 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 try to talk yourself out of either one of them. They're in the top tier by themselves for a reason. It's one and two. If they land two, you just take the other one that's left at two. You don't do anything. You don't move back. I don't think in that scenario if you're Dallas, you just take them and you'd be done with it. This and is something,
0: no... something I thought about today. If the Mavericks do end up at two, let's say Phoenix is at one, whoever's at one, they take Aiton. You, the Mavs take Doncic. Would Doncic start with Barnes, West, and Dennis? You just move Barnes back to the four again.
1: I really think they would trade West if that was the case. Interesting. That'd be it's, man either trade I know this sounds really weird either they would trade Wes or they would bring Luca off the bench or they would actually put Luca at the four and run him in the point four.
0: They're really set on Barnes at 3.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that, that that for sure. And that's the Yeah, they really they they really do like Harrison at the 3. And he likes it too. I mean, that's what he wants to play. That's what he's playing the best at, so I've- Yeah.
0: I feel like they would just move Barnes back to four, unless they could maybe trade West. But even so, it's going to be hard to trade that contract.
1: Yeah, I I think that – well, he's an expiring, so that would be a little different. But I think the two likely scenarios would be they would just start him and put him at the point four, and, you know, with Barnes, whatever, at that 3-4 role, or they would bring him off the bench for, you know, one year or until the trade deadline until if they trade West or not and let him run this six man type of whatever role and i don't know get. i don't know if
0: they would do that i think the the way they handled dennis was probably the best and i think they would do the same for this guy cause.
1: dennis is different though and that's why i did i read i wrote a whole piece on why i don't expect this next draft pick to start on day one because dennis was a point guard we had a glaring hole at point guard he oh, like shots it to means jj a, maria <laughs> It it meant like he's going to be the franchise point guard, getting him just right into it. I think, I mean, I can't, we kind of wrote on this, we kind of hit around this too. I think the plan to tank this pack season was kind of put in place last summer. So, you know, not really tank, but like knowing that they're not going to be very good. So, if you know you're not going to be that good, put your point guard as the starter on day one and. Hey, let's grow him this year, and so I think it's just I think it's gonna be a little bit different, especially if it's a center. If we get like Bamba, Jaron Jackson, or something like that, I like it would not shock me one bit if we go into training camp and they're like Dwight Powell and Dirk and Dirks are starting are starting front court, and they're coming and Bamba or Jaren Jackson's coming off the bench. It wouldn't surprise me one bit. <clears throat>
0: yeah, it would surprise me.
1: I would be I would be a little surprised. Really?
0: Yeah, I think I would. Okay, just they so want to solid they want to solidify Dirk's, that future. Dirk's at five. Yeah, but if you get Jaron Jackson, you can play Jackson at four.
1: Or if you get Bomba, then this is that goes into the whole Nerlens conversation of they they move Dirk to the five because Dirk plays the best at the five. Dirk comes off the bench.
0: I feel like you can play Bomba and Dirk together.
1: Ooh, that'd be tough.
0: They're not going to be any good. <laughs>
1: Stop! I think they will be good.
0: <laughs> I mean, how it's it's kind of inconsequential. Also, Dirk's only going to play those first like four minutes, so
1: yeah. But still, anyway, all right. Let's get to the Mavericks at three.
0: Okay. So, well, let's go first to a worst case scenario.
1: Um, get skipped by everybody, and you move back to six.
0: You move to six. So, let's say they do move to six.
1: Let's say Atlanta, Orlando, and Sacramento like all jump ahead or something like.
0: Yeah, that which there's o- it's only a four point five percent chance for that to happen, so not big, but it is possible. It's also not like 0. .04, so <laughs> you know which is what it would be if they were in four, the fourth spot to move down to seven. Uh, okay, so they're in the sixth spot. Let's say Aiton, Doncic, uh, Jaron Jackson Jr., Bagley. And Bomba are gone. You just take Michael Porter Jr. Do you take yeah Mikael Bridges?
1: I mean that's a debate, man. I mean we we talked about it. I guess when did we mention it that we were we were borderline on man? Would you take Mikael Bridges over Michael Porter Jr. <laughs> like that and sounds that sounds insane. like sounds insane. But it's it's just at this point of us doing a podcast at this point in the year. It's just hard to say anything about Porter jr. We don't know anything about his back. The last, I mean, we saw him for two games and he looked absolutely horrible. He didn't look like the same person at all. So like, you're going to, I mean, he's just going to, he's going to control everything. We've talked about this with his medicals and pre-draft workouts. If a team thinks that he is back to where he used to be and he is medically cleared and he is everything that he used to be, then, yeah, you just take him at six. But he's just got a long ways to go to prove it. And it's really, really hard to... I mean, we've just never seen him for too much. I mean, we're whoever's talking about Michael Porter Jr. right now is talking about the McDonald's All-American game or they're going on YouTube and... That's the games that they're talking about that they've seen in high school and the McDonald's game. So or just
0: going from the the overall impression when he was coming into college because he was just he he had been known by you know he's gone to all kinds of camps and all kinds of you know yeah
1: he was the number one spot until Bagley reclassified and then you know Bagley went straight to number one uh, right with Porter in that class but I mean yeah I I think if you're at six you just t- you take him. And I, even though I love Mikael Bridges, I, I I love him, but I think the ceiling of Michael Porter Jr. could be huge. And oh yeah,
0: well nobody's arguing the ceiling of Porter Jr. over Mikael Bridges. <laughs>
1: it, yeah, you're it, arguing the I, floor I, I, though. But then again, like I, feel, as I'm saying this, I feel stupid too because it's just like I'm thinking of the last times I've seen Porter play, and I'm just like, wow, is <laughs> what kind of, you know what is he doing yeah. so. Yeah, I mean, I could go either. You could convince me either way, Bridges or Porter, at the moment. So, but something tells me this is what's going to happen. We're going to in about, like, six to eight weeks, whatever it gets in, you know, late May, whatever it is. We're going to see, like, a Michael Porter Jr. pre-deaf workout, and he's going to kill it. And everybody's going to be like, oh, my gosh, he's going to go two or three. And he's just going to be, like, throwing out some yeah. crazy dunks, hitting, like, eight for nine from three and, like, all this different stuff. And people's going to be flipping out about it.
0: That's a good question for a future podcast. Who do you see potentially breaking into that top tier? Like we hear rumors. It, it always happens. We hear like these are the these are the top 2 guys or this is the top guy and then all of a sudden there's like Yeah. Oh, but what about this guy? There's just enough time between now and the draft that, that that'll happen.
1: For so, somebody in that second tier. That tier of 3 through 6 or 3 through 7. Yeah. We put Bridges in that group too. One Trae of Young. them to try to I don't put Trey Young in that group at all. One of them to try to solidify themselves, you know, through rumors, reports, workouts, and everything as that third or fourth prospect. Yeah. So
0: let's get to now the number three pick. If the Mavericks land at number three, let's talk about that in just a second. Okay. So the Dallas Mavericks, let's say they land at number three, Isaac. There's a fourteen point five percent chance that they land at number three, which is actually which is higher than uh, than uh, one two, but it is lower than four five, but it's higher than six. So it's a better percentage. So confusing. <laughs> it's the third the third <laughs> highest percentage like of uh, odds for them to land at at one of those
1: picks is three. First off, who would you say is the most con? con- I struggle saying this word consensus. Who is the consensus number 3 player? Yeah, out of most mocks that you're seeing right now. Jaron Jackson Jr. Yes, that is what I've seen the most too. If you're Who going by, if say? you're going
0: by fan votes it's Marvin Bagley man <laughs> that is true Marvin Bagley true. has dominated some I've seen people put polls out there like yeah. who do you want the Mavericks to take if they're at three if those two guys are off the board you know people tweeting like who who do you want to see in the draft just people saying who do you want in the draft just like overall not just you know three yeah everybody seems to want Marvin Bagley
1: yeah and here's the thing I I've been pretty pretty clear that I would take bomba at three. And that's still the that's still the case. He, I would still take him at three, be my Rudy Gobert 2.0 that could possibly shoot from the outside. But here's my thing. I'm starting to grow to Bagley. Um, it's like what used to be We're like ninety percent. Talk ourselves
0: into every single one
1: of these guys by this. no. It's only those two. It's only those two for me, and mainly because of this. Of the impression of walking away from exit interviews, of they're putting a lot of they're putting a lot a lot of hype on this pick, and rightfully so. Like, I mean, it's going to be a top three, top five pick. But to it's going to be the hi- comp- it's going
0: to be the highest pick since Dirk was drafted.
1: Yeah, like to already be like in the conversation of all oh, going to be our next our next big 3 he's going to be the third piece we already have our Finley and Nash now we're looking for that dirt piece we're all like it's already like it's already holding a lot of weight so looking for the dirt piece so when you look at it like there there's a part of me too that when you look at that spot you say you take the guy with the highest possible upside and I see the argument from Marvin Bagley of saying, like, I mean, I I I think he could be a Chris Bosh, you know, Kevin Garnett type of dude that you work on his defense and it could be there. and So, like, I could see the argument for it for sure. And I could see... I think Bamba fits better. I love Bamba. I think he would fit perfect with Dennis. I just... Everything with that, with him and Barnes and Dennis moving forward, I like him off the court. I like everything with that. But... It's what used to be, like, for me, 90% Bamba. It's probably went down to, like, um, 70%, 70-30. Wow, Bamba, that's, a big, that's a big drop. Yeah, like I, I think it's Bomba, Bagley, Bomba at 70, Bagley at 30. But I could, I could be convinced. I could hear a really good argument from somebody saying, man, like, we pair Bagley, Bagley's our third piece with Dennis and, like, all this different stuff. I could hear that, and I would listen to it for a while. You couldn't convince me on Porter Jr, Bridges, um Jaren Jackson possibly and I'm not as high on him as some people are, but it's Bamba or Bagley, but right now I say Bamba. All things considered from what I know right now, I would go Jaron
0: Jackson and then uh you could really convince me with a with a good workout. Like one of those workouts from Michael Porter Jr would convince me because he like his upside is the highest of any of these other guys. I think, like the Mavericks have just they have struggled to score points, and he, this is a guy that can that can score like like nobody's business. I mean, we were joking the other day about uh, a question that a a a local Dallas radio personality slash <laughs> slash commentator asked Donnie Nelson recently. He said, uh, <laughs> "How much? How much? <laughs> what is the importance of scoring?" For this team. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh it's important. I mean you gotta score more than the other team. So uh, but P- Porter Jr. also it's it seems like the guy that everybody's overthinking because of this injury. Uh he has the talent to be probably in that top tier. I mean probably in that that you could we would if he was completely healthy and he had a full season to prove it, I think he would be up in that, that top two and it would be a big three.
1: Yeah. Oh I agree completely. But it's just the fact that he's not and it, the injury's not a normal, like, smaller injury. It's not so like an, an ankle, ankle problem. Yeah, yeah it's not, not a whatever it is. I mean, it's his back, and, like, he had surgery, and he's played two games in college, and he looked absolutely horrible. So that that's what's different. And I think he had one assist in both of those games, like, combined one assist. Well, his first and, game
0: he played, like, five minutes, right?
1: Well, I'm talking about the last two games he okay, played, yeah. SEC tournament in NCAA. But... But still, like, yeah, I mean, there's definitely he would be the player I'm the most scared about if they took him at three. I would be like like that. I'm an optimist. Oh, and for sure. that would bring every optimist ounce of my body out. I would be proving that he's gonna be the biggest, like, you know, like all this stuff if we pick him at three, but I would definitely be scared without at this moment, without hearing anything about his medical or anything.
0: And I, and I know part of this was because the Mavericks were tanking this year, but how careful they were with Dennis's knee? Can you imagine that? Like Porter Junior is going to play like forty five games. <laughs> not- oh, uh,
1: Michael Porter Junior will make his uh, debut after the All Star break. <laughs> and- <laughs> okay,
0: gosh, but I, I trust in-, in Dallas's medical staff. I trust that you know the the pre draft. I I think that I think he would give Dallas his you know his medical stuff. Like I feel like he would hold it from like Sacramento,
1: unless he unless he singles in on one team. I mean Chicago is gets, Chicago's like the sixth pick he's he was seen at a bulls game before the season ended he's from like that area I think his
0: agent lives in Chicago too
1: he, he likes Chicago so like if he comes into it and says hey I want to be a Chicago bull he would fit alongside marketing kind of if they want to play him at the five and mark at the five but if that's the case then he could do that I don't think he will he would fit great in Dallas too so I don't see why he wouldn't do that but but yeah it's tough. It's really can I throw at you my Grizzlies trade?
0: Yeah, let's do that to end the part.
1: Okay. So I put this on the Smoking Cubans Twitter and people, man, whew, They uh, really came after it. And I like here's the deal. I I did I put it because people love Luca. Like and that's the case. Like people love Luca and Aiden. So like when you really think about it, so what if Memphis lands at two? It's kinda of scenario I was talking about a while ago. What if Memphis lands at two? What if Dallas is at three? and Luca goes one, and Aiden's sitting there at two. And Memphis says to Dallas, one spot behind him, like I just said a while ago, what would it take for you to come up to three? I mean, come up to two. Like, we want to move back and get Bagley. You probably really want DeAndre Aiton. You probably have him in a whole tier above, like, Bamba and some of these other guys. What would you do to move up one spot to two? So without giving up a draft pick or anything, what if Memphis says – would we'll just take on Chandler Parsons' contract? Would you take on Parsons' contract to move up one spot? Parsons is due, has two more years, $49 million. So basically, would you sacrifice your cap space this summer
0: and, and next. Probably,
1: probably next summer for DeAndre Ayton over Bamba or Bagley or somebody like that? That's tough. <laughs> I mean, I... I think, it's, I think that's a tough discussion because especially if you're one of these people that say this rebuild is going to take a long time, if you're one of those people, I think you do it and say, okay, if you already have it in your mind that this rebuild is going to take a while, then you don't care about winning the next couple years or cap space or anything like that. You want draft picks. In that case, you're moving forward still with Dennis Harrison Barnes and DeAndre Ayton. And you're, still, and you're sitting there saying, we don't have cap because we're paying it to like Chandler Parsons, which is not even playing, and it's Parsons because he's been in Dallas. But you at least have those three. You're probably going to suck the next year or so, and you get another draft pick or two. If you're in the camp of, well, I want to win now, or you think that, man, the drop-off from Aiden to like Bombo or Aiden to Bagley isn't that big of a drop-off, then you just say, screw it, and you're like, I ain't taking on that contract. I would rather have Bombo or Bagley with cap space. Than DeAndre Ayton, is it a, is it a debate at all, or what do you think?
0: Yeah, it's a de- it's a debate for sure. That that's that's very interesting
1: because the tier
0: the tiers are so different to me. It's such a big gap for me between Ayton and the rest of the guys. Uh, I don't. Re- the only questions I really have about Ayton is his defense, and I feel like that can be improved by you know scheme and playing for Carlisle, who has taken. I mean. <laughs> This year the Mavericks were terrible. They still had like the 17th best defense by defensive efficiency. <laughs> like wow. defensive rating. Like they they they're still up in the, you know, in the the middle, like the middle of the the pack in defense with Dirk playing center. <laughs> like it, yeah. it's just kind of insane what he's able to do. So, I think he'd be able to cover up that with Ayton. And his offense is just there's such a high it's such a higher ceiling than any of the rest of the guys. I mean, he could he could turn into a defensive monster too because he's just big enough that he'll just block shots just by the fact just by his sheer size too. I mean, he's just gonna deter, you know, shots from the rim in a way that like Dirk and Dwight Powell can't really.
1: Yeah, and and I want to say this too about Deandre Aiden. I've said I've heard it about Bamba, or whatever. When it comes to the motor, which is my one word that really kind of pisses me off when it comes to like. Collegiate prospects and people holding that against them. I tweeted this out the other day. I looked up the Draft Express profile in 2016 to Ben Simmons. And there was two paragraphs, and I tweeted out the two paragraphs of their profile talking about how he doesn't care on the court, and it's motor issue, like all this different stuff. They worry about being Ben Simmons, blah, blah, blah. Look at him now, okay? It's just an, it's an, another proof of... Don't give me motor crap in college when these guys know that they're top five, top eight picks. If we're talking about a second round draft pick, that's a little different. But if we're talking that top tier group, don't give me no motor stuff as a reason why you don't want to talk take somebody like DeAndre Ayton. Come on, it's the same type of mindset that Ben Simmons had in college. He doesn't deserve to be in. He he doesn't even supposed to be in college. He should be in the NBA. So like, I don't buy the motor stuff at all. I'm trying to
0: think of a guy, a motor guy that didn't work out and only thing i can think of is nfl players okay what, <laughs> if, that, what about this it's usually said more about those than nba but
1: what about this trade same situation but what if dallas included west so Wes and three for parsons and two yeah so you, way, so you still have that way some you cap, still have cap
0: you, but you have four million less i think is the four million i think yeah, four or six million something like that so and then next year, Parsons will opt into that for sure. And, or it's either either that or it's guaranteed. There's, yeah, it's guaranteed. There's <laughs> that's no crazy. Uh, they didn't even put, like, a team or a player option on there. And uh, so you you would have some cap still this year. Probably not, like, max cap or, like, Jabari Parker-level max or Jabari no. Parker-level money, which, by the way, that's cool. something we have to talk about soon, too. <laughs> yeah, he <laughs> didn't even play Harley today. He looked horrible. <laughs> we'll also, yeah, well, that, too. Um, but... You'd still have some flexibility, still so probably be able to take on a contract and maybe get an asset or something like that around the draft or around free agency. Yeah. And I would do that for sure. I'm very interested okay. in that. Especially if it's Doncic. But if it's eight Because then Memphis is
1: turning around saying Conley, West Matthews, Bagley, and Gasol. That's a playoff team.
0: Yeah, that's that's a good team.
1: That's a good team. People I I, I saw somebody
0: crap on West the other day and I was
1: like, I'll stop it. Man,
0: it's just it gets on my no. nerves. He still does the two things you
1: need him to do very well.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah.
1: So, so would you so so, yeah, would you rather have DeAndre Ayton and Chandler Parsons or Wesley Matthews <laughs> and Marvin Bagley or Mo Bamba?
0: I would rather have Ayton and the the uh ceremonial corpse of Chandler Parsons contract.
1: I will say this if it was f- flip flopped and Phoenix took. Deandre Ayton. One, I don't think Memphis would even entertain offers for Luca. But if it was the same type of case, I pitched that to Nick, and Nick's like, "No, not Luca and Parsons together. <laughs> that <laughs> Parsons would ruin him. They would become fast. This is what this is what would happen, guys.
0: Okay, listen. They're both very attractive men. Probably the two most attractive men on the Mavericks. Probably, I don't know. Maybe the two most attractive men. Get in off top. Salah. Probably, the, probably the two most attractive men in Dallas. They become Dallas. friends. They hang out. Parsons knows the area, and by knows the area, I mean he knows the area. He would He's be Luca.
1: The, Let's go to Uptown, bro.
0: He would be the one showing Luca around. He would show him to his favorite spots. He would bring him to a place he thinks Mark Cuban would be, and they would show up and they would have fun. And the next day, Luca would not be able to see straight. And Luca would learn English words that we don't really want him to learn that quickly. We want him like to learn Ma- like max or nothing. We want, him to... <laughs> and maybe an MF in there. <laughs> uh, he would learn words like that. Also, he would learn the Parsons way of dealing with the Mavericks. He would learn all these things about Mark Cuban, probably that he shouldn't know. He should probably just, it would be bad. I think it'd be a bad situation. They look like, I mean, I think they look like they could be brothers. <laughs>
1: Uh, the, I think the women in Dallas would like it.
0: But I did I like, th- the, in that Mina Times article about Luca. it seemed like he was more of a gamer. Like he just balls and goes home yeah. and plays video games, which is what Dennis
1: kind of does. So, Yeah, it really is what he does.
0: Continue to not be social, Dallas Mavericks rookies. <laughs> <laughs> no. I, I, okay, All seri- in all seriousness, I think I would do that too with Parsons and Luca. I, I still think I would do that. It's such a big gap to me from one to two to three and below.
1: I think, I, yeah, I think I would too. I, it's the same thing. I think one and two that that same that top tier group. I mean, I think Doncic and Aiden could be big time talents. So, but yeah, but if Mavericks don't, I mean, if they land three, four, three or four, it's Bamba. It's like, I think you said at the beginning. What happens if Mavericks land at four? You know, and our picks off the board at three. If if Bomba's off the board at three, then I'm, I'm wanting Bagley. So if we land if we land in the top four, I'm pretty I'm pretty I'm thrilled about it. I yeah. mean, really, we, we can't move patch six. So I mean, even Jaron Jackson, I think you just get a little worried when if you land at six of picking between Bridges or Porter Jr. If they reach for Wendell Carter at six, over them two. I've seen, I've seen Bamba go all the way down to six. I think somebody had him at, like, 11 in a mock that saw the ringer. Or, no, Charks. Charks, yeah, Charks
0: the, yeah, Charks scared me on Bamba. Man. Yeah, no, we, Charks was the got, one that was on Dennis. He was the one d- Dallas for Dennis, like, real early. So I, I, I believe in Charks him. Charks has
1: Jonte Porter over Wendell Carter Jr., and I, I, I thought that was so funny because – Oh, yeah, Kevin O'Connor
0: I'm, really got at him
1: on the ringer. We be. both – me and him both don't. I shouldn't say don't like Wendell Carter. We like Wendell Carter, but he's just not, not that he's high. Not as high. He's not as high for me. I wouldn't put Jante Porter over him, though.
0: <laughs> there we go. So that's the lottery odds. That's the best and worst case scenario for the Mavericks. That's who we would take at three, and that is our potential bring Parsons back to Dallas trade idea. Some of you all really wanted Parsons. Now, uh, let me just go straight Texan. Some of y'all really wanted Chandler Parsons. Some of y'all uh-huh. really wanted to keep Chandler Parsons, and that's the way we could get him back. So
1: Some of y'all were super hot <laughs> when we didn't bring him back.
0: <laughs> so there you go. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs. Again, you can follow me at Nick Van Exit. You can follow Isaac at Isaac L. Harris. You can follow us at Lockdown Mavs. Continue to read The Smoking Cuban. Read Isaac on Mavs.com. And read me at Mavs Moneyball. Have some stuff coming out this week pa bom